everybody. It is great to be here again. My name is Gary Fowler, and I'm a serial entrepreneur and investor. I've had 17 years worth of uh, startups. Oh, whoops. 17 startups, not 17 years. 37 years worth of startup uh, experience in terms of years. I've done 17 companies. I've been involved in two unicorns. I was on the original management team, a click software. It was sold to Salesforce for $1.35 billion, and also EVA.AI, an AIHR tech company that I co-founded with Dr. David Yang uh, five and a half years ago. Wow, it seems like yesterday. So today, I'm the CEO, chairman, and co-founder of GST Get Shit Done Venture Studios, a premier AI and quantum venture studio that's located in Silicon Valley. And we believe that intellectual capacity is evenly spread around the world and opportunities aren't. And with that, I would like to bring on my extraordinary guest, Maru Patel, who's the chairman and co-founder of My Tokenized Capital. And he was awarded, his company was awarded the Tokenized Assets Platform of the Year for 2021 at AIBC in Dubai. So with that, I'd like to bring Maru on. I'm Maru, how are you? Hey, Gary, how are you doing? Long time no see, a few yeah. months rather. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's been a few months ago and it's great yeah. to have you on my show. You know, we've been around the block a few years and uh, absolutely. I know you had a lot of experience. You've been at, uh, you were at Sun Microsystems. Yep. Back yep. in those days. Yep. So, you know, you've had a great journey. How do you go from Sun Microsystems, Maru, to where we are today? How, what was that journey like? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, and you know, you, the folks, we've had that chat before. You know, we were great visionaries ahead of our times, many would say, because when the dot com and Java and all that started, we were talking about everything that's happening now. We didn't call it cloud con computing, we called it the networks, the computer. We didn't call it smartphones, we called them Java phones or thin clients, you know. We didn't call it uh, big bandwidth. We called it fat pipes in those days. Mm -hmm. We didn't call them big hosts. We used to call them just big farms, you know? And yeah, yeah. I, re I, re I remember, you know, so, I remember this. Maru, I got, I remember this situation. I went into Salesforce office when there the you go. getting started. And there was, I don't know, five or six people in the office. And excuse me, they were talking about thin clients back many, 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 many years ago. And I'm thinking to myself, this is interesting, but what about ACT and some of these other tools that were out there? And yeah, um, yeah I remember in there, and they said, this guy's a genius. Mark Benohoff is a genius, you know? And, and you uh, So where do I, from there, you are saying? So being right at those days and uh, being involved with the really early start, I, I said, okay, I had enough of corporate life. I said, let me get to my passion, which was real estate investment. I set up two investment funds, exited it. And then in the last crisis, I said, now, how do I bring all of this together? And I had a very good, clear vision, even 10 years ago, saying, you know, banks have got to be disrupted. People need banking rather than banks. Social media, the big tech are taking advantage of us, the product, us, the client. We've got to change that model. People looking and seeing advertising through the digital media, that model's got to change. And just how I did the real estate investment, I said, you know, what we are doing was taking real estate, making them into real pieces, different shareholders into SPVs and selling them to share the profit better than a traditional REIT or an investment fund where there's too many middlemen, too many costs, 
So I said, how do I bring all of this three things together into a tokenized asset platform whilst sharing the profit back with all the community? So that's the model we created with my tokenized capital using all the technologies, using AI blockchain for our community rewards protocol, for our active interaction protocol. So anybody who interacts with the with the platform will get paid for. So even if you're watching an ad, you get paid for. If you're doing a like, share, comment, you get paid for. If you're buying something, the creator gets more money and the community as well gets the finance shared. So from transaction fees, ads revenue, et cetera, et cetera, all gets shared. And what we are trying to do now with that model is to take it to the next level and increase by bringing the whole metaverse side of the NFT movement. I don't like the word NFT, by the way. <laughs> I call it any asset. And it shouldn't be just piece of art, music, whatever. It should be absolutely any asset. And also that market, I think, is hey, not Rudy, I got, right. Rudy, I got a question for you. Okay. Go for it. Now, you got to tell me, I've seen some really kooky things, right, that they have NFTs. And I've heard about it because I actually met some of the people that have had them. I mean, literally, they had this one group, basically group, rock group, put up some, you know, a face on, make it, make it, you know, on a picture and drew a face on it. And they got like half a million dollars for this thing. Like it wasn't a big deal. Like not seriously, not a big deal. Like put in a smiley face or whatever. Well, have you seen the Crypto Kapunk series? How much they go for? And no. this. Thousands. Of if you look at it, you'll think like, wow, we did this 25 years ago when those first, you know, little games on those little Nintendo started. It's pixelized like that. Yet they're going for a lot. But to answer your question, you know How where it starts. How can it be, though? I don't know about you, but I'm trying to figure it out. Just seriously. How can it be that this stuff's going so much? How do we find the value? I'm not saying it's not there. I just, you know, some of these things, yes, if it's a Picasso, I can get it, right? But how can it be? How can so he, here's, here's my view on it. I think it is overhyped. It is overstood. However, what is happening behind it now, and it all stems from the gaming industry. So when you're playing all these games, people buy things to take them to the next level, next level, next level. So it's those people who trade these, just like those collectible cards, they trade that in each one price to enter into some form of a game. Now, where I see this going forward is the whole world is now looking at, you've heard for the last couple of years, metaverse movement. So it's that gaming thing that you people or our kids have experienced. Then the real world things, that we know about to bring it into a new world where you can buy real estate, you can buy a piece of land, you could buy a shopping mall, you could divide it. Get, and that's I where get, it's going. I get that, right? Because I can I can feel and touch it. I'm just trying to figure out how these cyberpunks and so So what happens? Yeah. So 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 Gary, what happens is those sorts of cards. Should they then be included into some form of a metaverse game? Each one has a value. So it depends on, I always say, check the utility of some of these things because it's overpriced. Same thing like that Beeble thing, okay? I mean, $69 million 
you know, and there's lots of conspiracy of these as well, by the way. But $69 million for a digital piece of art of 5,000 pieces joined together, it's all down to what the person, the buyer, is going to do with it. So if they have a plan, like just now there's lots of land plots being sold with building houses, shopping malls, and people will start to create game to just like a monopoly of the future with virtual reality goggles and play this game with money, which is all digital cards. I mean, okay, so... And it's crazy. And so you're playing this game with digital cards, right? And it's for real estate and it's like Monopoly. Uh, yes. Let's just hope we don't get the uh, go-to-jail card, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and all the companies will go to jail. So you get the companies you don't go to. But I'm trying to figure out, okay, so you're playing this stuff. I mean, it's a lot of money when you're talking about $69 million or half a million dollars for somebody spending five minutes on something. How in the world can we justify? I'm not saying it's not there, but I, you know, I used to collect autographs, right? And and uh, um, you know, you could see if it's a real autograph and confirm that it's a, you know, could be interesting. If it's uh, Albert Einstein or or uh, George Washington or Marquise de Lafayette, whatever. It just, but it's just, I'm just trying to figure out. You know, I think you're right. Some of this stuff is overpriced. It is. A lot you know, of it. Not some. A lot of it is. But then that Dutch tool phenomenon, do you think that's going to have an impact on the other products and services? Because people say, how can this be worth so much money? I don't believe it. Yes. And I'm of the same count because a lot of it is overpriced, overrated. So what I think will happen is, you know, like a good old-fashioned thing when a new crypto coin like the Dogecoin and Shiba's and all this nonsense you hear, you get a few celebs jump on it and it bumps up the price and then they dump it. Guess who is doing it? They are doing the dump. You remember it in dot-com days where you had any Java app dot-com site open up, the stock price pumped. Why? Because it was just a fad. Hey, here's coming. Price pumps. The Sorry, but the bad actors are the ones pumping it. Then they dump on it, and the honest people are left with holding a bloody pony, you know? And that's well, what's fair. I remember the pets.com. Yes, and that's what's happening in the NFT space right now, in my view. A lot of it is like that. So what I've said is there's only 150,000 real NFT investors. Now, to make it fair, I'm saying start just doing it like any token asset. So try and split it. If you're buying a building, which is expensive, 50 people can buy it. You say you do collectibles. So I like do I. I have tons of memorabilia. I have tons of memorabilia. So, Maru, I can get that, right, with a hotel. If you really yes. own a hotel, right, and there's 50 people, and it really democratizes the opportunity. I get that. Democratizes yes. the opportunity to invest. It's just but, the same, but the same, Gary, is in the virtual world now. So what will happen is a whole game will get monetized. So a punk card, depends on which level you are, this punk card is worth more than that punk card. That punk card is worth more than that card. So it becomes a game, like a Game of Thrones kind of scenario. So I get that, but not at that silly value. Not at that silly value. How many people can play games at that value? This is the issue. It's a limited amount. So what I think will happen will well, you get fractalized versions of it. 
And yeah, that's I what we've been I think, I think you're right. The fractionalized version is right. I think that's right on target. Because it makes it more financially inclusive as well. And then where's the money coming from for these games? When you're talking about half a million dollars, 69 million, you're not talking about small money. I mean, you've got to be ultra, net, ultra high net worth individuals. Are they just bored? Or where's this money coming from? So this is what I'm saying. So what's happening is the real big future funds or ultra high net worth who are building uh, some sorts of meta universe games and things like that, they know where the money will come from. Because they buy, even if they buy 100, 200 million worth, some of these gaming companies are making a fortune because think about the revenue sources they get from. They get revenue from the game. They get revenue from each card they buy, the levels they play, participation, the adverts revenue, all of those transaction fees, exchange rate fees, all of the additional fees they make on it. So to get 200 million back on that investment, they can do it like that. So that is the game. So because if you do, if you even think of 10 million players in one of these games, Imagine how many transactions are happening on a second basis per second. How many transactions are happening? Even if they charge half a cent per transaction, it's money because you'll have hundreds of millions of transactions happening every year, right? Yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. then think about all the revenues that come on it. Then think about the exchange fees they need to convert it, or deposits, withdrawals, loans. Uh, uh, structured loans, ledge loans, all of these things go on top of it. So that's the business model where the future is going. Now, that's interesting. So tell us a little bit about, I know you, 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 know, you mentioned uh, my tokenized capital. So can you tell us a little bit more about it in terms of where you're going to go with it? I mean, you talk about fractionalized investment. You talk about be your own bank and wealth manager. I mean, what is it? So where is it and how can people get involved in it? So what, I didn't want to release the whole thing now because I'm going to go big bang. You know, my dot-com days taught me, you know, when sometimes too early for something, it, it's too early. You talked about it with thin clients, you know. So we are doing the next level where it will be big. So what we want to do now and developing is a way where people can get engaged at any level just like a Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all these people who are posting things and they have followings of a few tens, thousands, millions of followers, right? Now, imagine if they can digitize and tokenize that, their own fan base will be able to buy it, right? It. Even if they pay $10, $20, $100, now you made it accessible to the people who are making them famous and now you made it more financially inclusive and you've made it more socially inclusive. Why wouldn't me, a star with tens of thousands of followers, want to pay people like that? I would have no issues with it. If they like it, share it, comment it, I would have no issues with it. So we've organized all of this into our two protocols that I mentioned, community protocol and active interaction protocol. So all the revenues, everything, I'm going to disrupt this with 80% going out to the public, to the community, 80% going out. So that's the disruption now. So... The little people who just doing likes or sharing or something can at least eat, even if they eat one dollar. You know, in some parts of the world, that's fantastic. But you've made it financially inclusive. 
and then be your own bank and wealth manager. If they're doing this, they'll have their own wallet. They don't have to go to middleman and pay banking fees. And in some parts of the country, it's between 5 and 10% to do remittances. And it's stupid, right? It's a lot of money. Or even 2 $3 for doing remittances is a lot of money. I know Western yeah. Union and all these guys do at high cost. But now if you've got this technology, which is totally decentralized, transaction fees are in the 0.004 cents. Why are you charging so much? So give the money back to the community. And that's what we've uh, taken the challenge to build for the last two years. And we're nearly there. That's great. And when's it going to be out? Uh, January. That's great. Well, wow, that sounds yeah. good. So we look forward to it. So yeah, what else is happening? So we talk about NFTs. We, you know, you mentioned uh, Shiba and Dogecoin. Uh, it's, uh, what do you think about these cryptocurrencies? Some of them coming out right now. I mean, is there, is there too much fluff? Not enough. <laughs> I mean, how does somebody go out? You know, you know a lot about it. How does somebody go out and say, that's a cryptocurrency that I want to invest in? Which, you know, how do you make that determination? Uh, yeah, I mean, I get this asked all the time. You know, my, my answer to this is what, like 10,000 plus coins out there, right? I would say 95% of them don't even have any form of utility for a start. So if you can't use it, there's not going to be any transactions going on around it. So what are you reliant on? You're reliant on some famous people who pump it and dump it. So who are the people who make the money? The famous people, not the average person who's been conned to buy into it, okay? I've seen this in the dot-com era. I'm seeing it here for the last three years as well. So what happens, sorry to name him out, you know, the Elon Musks of the world and the sports personalities, say, oh, you should buy Dodge, you should buy Bitcoin, you should buy this, then the other. Guess who's doing the pumping and dumping, right? So it is unfair. That whole model is unfair. So look at the utility of the coin. If it doesn't have a utility, you are then competing with coins that have a store of value because you're only using it for a store of value then. Right. So then you're competing with the likes of Bitcoins of the world, okay, which has a store of value. By utility, I mean if the coin or the blockchain technology is doing something and has a transaction model to it, and a lot of them do, like the Ethereum, Solana, Matrix of the world, etc., etc., they have some utility going on. Those are the ones to buy because it's now run as a business rather than a fashion coin. So fashion coins go in and out just like fashion do, right? right. Um, and, and stay away, my view, unless you want to gamble, then go for the gamble. If you're a gambling type of an investor, do the gambles. But if you're an investor with sound mind and uh, strategy and all these things, then go for a coin that has a good business model, that has a very good solid team that has made and lost millions and knows how to pick themselves up because this ride is not straight like that. It's always like this. Oh and like this, right? I mean, it goes yeah. up and down, up and down right? So you yeah. should know the team who has been through that themselves to know how to manage money and how to get themselves in and out of those situations. No, and 99% don't, unfortunately. Bruce, some people say that you need to look at the amount of developers behind the particular coin to see if it's real or not. What do you think about that? They said No, that. no, I don't believe in that. Because nowadays, there are so many platforms out there. You can just pull up a platform, do a little bit of a change, and away you go, you know. And to get a blockchain platform, it's all open source. So, you know, you just pick up a good open source hub and you put in your bits on it on top, and away you go. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not that difficult. 
so really it's, it's, so it doesn't really matter which you know if you look at it today you mentioned shiba coin and and some of these other coins i mean if you look at it what would you say it's like and i'm not trying we're not trying to be a financial show but what i mean of course bitcoin and ethereum i mean are there other coins out there that would uh that you think are really uh interesting for the um you know as a as a truly a a um uh, uh, more stable coin. Yeah. So, uh, so first there is transactional types of coins. So if it's a stable coin, you're not buying it for investment. So you have all the variants of USD, USDC, T, T, and all these. Okay. Those are just for doing transactions for sending money for one of better words. Okay. Then you have the Bitcoin types of categories and there is only one Bitcoin and there are lots of variations off the same blockchain because people do their own variations of it, like the Bitcoin Cash, etc., Bitcoin Gold. Uh, there's so many, okay? Uh, and I'm involved in one called the Jax Network. But what Jax Network has done has built another layer on top of it to make the transaction fees a lot less and use the equity from the Bitcoin to burn it to create value of the coin to go up. It's again, supply demand kind of a model. So additional value add on the back of a solid coin. So mm -hmm. that's what we are doing at Jax. And then if you look at some of the other coins where they've got, you know, like the Ethereum's, the Solana's, the Matics, the Hedera's, blah, blah, blah. Okay. These are blockchain infrastructure types of things or a layer that sits on top of a core blockchain. And what they're trying to do is add value. So if you on an Ethereum blockchain network, your costs of transactions are quite high and it's slow. Those are the two main um, issues with some of these things. So they put in another layer to bring the transaction costs right down and the speeds much, much faster to compete with the visas of the world. That is the nirvana here, right? So when you take those sorts of technologies, what's going to happen? People will start using that in all their future blockchain transactional technologies. So those will be good ones to look at. Then you've got a third category, what I call day-to-day um, -day business, bricks and mortar types of businesses. Okay, So where someone is buying, selling things, be it a banking instrument, be it a loan, be it whatever it is, those types of coins, which is what people are used to today, uh, NFT types of coins, where people have a business model like the Ebays of the world, but in an NFT world, right? That's the thing. And what we are doing at MyTC is bringing a lot of this together under one platform. Right. As a well, business. That sounds, that sounds real interesting. And where is the company located? Is it in Dubai or is it in the UK or where is no, it? No, Wyoming. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right on your doorstep, buddy. Right on your Why doorstep. Is Wyoming? Why, you know, you hear about it. I know a little bit about it, but to tell the audience, why is Wyoming such a good place? Do you know, Gary, uh, I, 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 with the current climate, what's happening in America, it's very sad. I don't want to make this political. But you get some states who have said, you know what? Screw this. Let's do some things what we think is right for the state. And in America, it's not one country. It's one country with different mini countries. So it can be run like that. So, yes, they state law. But they, they'll, what they'll do is they'll say, 
for doing digital currencies, blockchain, etc., we see that this is good. This is uh, very good for the future because A, it brings value. B, it brings productivity. C, it brings the cost down for doing a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And it is the it is the future of currency for a start. Okay. So in so doing, the the uh, senators and um I forget the lady's name now, Linda something. Anyway, uh, what they've done is they created regulations to say, we are going to make crypto more acceptable in this country. We've got the regulations. You can do the banking. You can do the company registrations. You will have regulations if you're doing wallet, banking, loans, whatever. It's fully regulated. And at the end of the day, it's under a US banner rather than, don't want to call out names, some small Caribbean island or some little whatever island, right? Yeah, so well, it's under proper regs and it's under proper market. regulation. So right. Wyoming, because of the leadership there, is becoming really big on the world stage now. Mm -hmm. Of course, Dubai, and, and you know I'm based in Dubai as well. So in Dubai, this is happening. And what we are trying to do there as well is create some of these regulations. Some of them already exist, but creating them to make it even better. Because at the end of the day, there are certain things... You know, the weather, the people, the security, the lifestyle, all this comes into play as well. And obviously the taxation, right? So that helps. Got it. All right. Listen, we're coming up to the top of the hour. Closing thoughts and how do people get a hold of you? Oh, very easy. Google Maru Patel, M-R-U-P-A-T-E-L. Add me on LinkedIn. I'm all over the place. Maru, M-R-U at M-R-U-Patel.com. That's my personal and MRU at mytokenized.capital. That's great. Mar, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. And it's great to see an you honor. again. Appreciate an the time and a fellow uh, uh, center. And uh, <laughs> in this, <laughs> I remember we talked about the solar system. and uh, Yes. Oh, my God. And that's what's happening now, if you think about it. That's exactly it what's happening. It's happening. It's so happening. Thank you for coming on the show, uh, for sharing welcome. your incredible experience. My, to everybody out there, my name is Gary Fowler, and I'm the host of GST Presents, Silicon Valley AI and Tech. Thanks for joining us today for another exciting episode. I will be back again Thursday. Stay tuned, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay safe. Again, my name is Gary Fowler. See you later. Take care. Thanks, Maru. Thank you, Gary. Great being with you. See you soon again. See you soon. Cheers, buddy. Bye.